We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 85. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is the Summer Heat Continues edition. Is it ever going to cool off? This is number 85 and (laughs) our temperatures are over 85 right now. Man, we're in this heat bubble. I mean, it's miserable. Yeah, this is the middle of September. We're, we're, we're almost to fall. We got another week, a week from today. Yeah, my buddy Gary uh, called me today. He said, we should be in fall. It's like, well, meteorologically, we're in fall. Astronomically, yeah. we're not. We're still in summer. So, yeah, it's going to be. But you would think, I mean, the normal high is like 78 right now. And we're 93. And I would love that because that would feel like fall to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's going to be warm and then. In the daytime, but it's just the humidity is crazy in the heat, and you just, it's just like walking out into an oven is what it is. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm glad you mentioned the, the humidity. Yes, it's there, but it's not as bad as it could be. Uh, you know, our heat indexes are below 100. Yeah. Or indices, the, actually. But know. this is September. This is September. It should not be. You know, I mean, we should be at least 13 to 13 degrees cooler Mm -hmm. average wise than what we're going you know doing now and uh yeah i mean gary lives in springfield he said what is this with all i mean it's like an oven out there i'm like well yeah and it's really really digging into my disc golf time well because i have to go out early if i want to play or late yeah because i ain't going out or you could get the opposite cold and rainy and you wouldn't be able to do it then either at least you can go out early and do it well that's true yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I'm just waiting for these temps in the in, in the 70s. You know, 60s and 70s. I'll be out on that that disc golf course. I all say, day. I you know, we're we're it's right around the corner. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, it is. And uh, you know, speaking right around the corner, uh, a pattern change is in the offing. I I I was I've been watching it. It's not going to be huge, and I'm not calling it a pattern change. I've decided yeah. to call it a pattern correction. Ooh, I like that. That's exactly what. Wait, it wait, is. wait! I got to give you some applause on that. That's a good one. Pattern, pattern correction. The pattern is wrong right now. Yeah, so that needs to correct itself, and that's what it's going to do. I like. We're going to go back to normal seasonal highs for a while, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this isn't going to be a master blaster. Sorry, Melissa. I don't know if she listens to this or not, but uh, she she texted me, Melissa and Jason freshly. They uh, texted. She texted me the other day, and she's all excited. She goes, "Okay, I've I've." I, I figured out that, you know, I've, I've made my peace with summer. Now I'm ready for fall. You know, when is this going to happen? It's like, well, it's going to get, it is, in my opinion, it is going to get cooler. Now, when I was looking at this thing on the GFS, I think I mentioned last week that the GFS was kind of advertising. It's long range. And we said that. It's like, mm, it's just, you know, it, 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 I put it from eye candy into something to watch, the category. And it was, if it's way far out, it's just eye candy at that point. But it was saying highs maybe in the 60s, lows in the 40s. Well, that's a little too much. You I know think. what I wouldn't mind? What? Some, some precipitation. We're getting dry. We, we are starting to get my, dry My now. yard is yellowish brown now. Oh, it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I, back in the day, I would go out and water it and all that and stuff and make it all pretty. But <laughs> it's so late in the year now that I'm so ready for fall. And I have so many trees that I'm gonna have to blow all the leaves out anyway. I'm just gonna. I'm waiting for that to happen. Well, the leaves are gonna start falling soon. Yeah. I mean, you, don't, didn't you say last week you you already have some that are falling in my front yard? Yes. Oh, okay. But they're not. Uh... I have a 
forest in my backyard. So oh, that's right. Your new that. place. <laughs> can't wait for that. I haven't been to your new place no, yet. I got some big old trees back there. Tall, oh, yeah. tall, very tall trees. Do you have what, like walnut trees and gum gumball trees? I have, I think, one of everything. <laughs> well, those avocado trees are going to be really nice. Oh, uh, that's my favorite. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're going to have some nice winter avocados off of those mm. trees. So anyway... <laughs> Now, I mean, it, I, th- I think the GFS is starting to actually correct itself because, in, in my opinion, we're in the 90s now, and then if the GFS last week was saying highs in the 60s, that's kind of a little unreasonable to me. And I was waiting for the other models to kind of latch onto it, so the Canadian kind of latched onto it. It's like, okay, yeah, we're going to kind of get some around the 22nd-ish, which I think is a week from today, or next Sunday or Monday, 22nd, that's next week. Sunday. Yeah, it's Sunday. So, um, but I mean, with that, we, if you notice the actual seven day forecast from the National Weather Service, uh, the chance of some showers and thunderstorms coming in Friday into Saturday in the weekend, but the high temperatures going down to 87 and then 85 and then 84. So yeah, we, we do have a pattern correction I, I love that. I'm going to start using that. The lows post. don't change, but the highs change. The lows still around 70, 68 to 70 degrees. What? Throughout. Oh, I bet you that's cloud cover, I bet. Yeah. It must be. Because if we get lots of clear stuff, I mean, that, that radiational cooling is just going to powerhouse it. But the temperatures, you know, 11 degrees cooler by the weekend for a high, possibly. But 95, 95 degrees? In September? No, that that's that's too much. I feel like we're in July or early August. Well, remember last week that I said, you know, we had a little bit of September and August, and then now we're having August yeah. and September? I and mean, that happens. It, it does. It's kind of flip-flopped. I mean, I remember a couple of years back in the past five or six years, though, August, we had highs in the 60s. It got really cool and wet and damp. And, and that happens a lot. october I remember a few Augusts in the past that that has happened. I went to a St. Louis Cardinals game in mist and 64 degree temperatures in August, and we had to wear jackets. And it was in the in middle. August. It was in a day game, and it was cold. And wow, like, this is just wrong. And that was 15 years ago. So it happens. It definitely happens. Yeah, and that is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. That 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 is that, that is not wrong. You know, and every, I mean, I think our average high, I mean, eh, people can correct me if I'm wrong. If, if I'm wrong, so you, please please email us or, or let us know in the thing. But I think our average normal high doesn't get above 90 degrees, the average. Now, we're talking of that. I don't think we get above 90. It's close, but not up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so much different than... You know, Alaska has been going through. Remember, we did our Alaska Alaska uh, thing last week. Man, tied and broke records on July in July. Now, July has always been pretty, pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. But August in those few years have been kind of down and or whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're gonna watch. I think the. Personally, what I think is going to happen, we're going to get highs, like you said, kind of more in the mid-70s, upper 70s, around 80. Um, I don't think it's going to be a huge deal. I don't think it's, uh, and I'm talking about into next week. I'm not talking about this weekend, but into next week, and that's going to be perfect for disc golf. Well, you get another couple weeks, I think. I think we're going to be highs in the 70s, and we'll be Heading into fall in a more normal state. Yeah, well, in two weeks, we're going to be in October. Yeah. And that's, nice? oh, that's when it's really going to start getting, we hope, get, getting crazy. Um, yeah. Hey, did you notice radar this afternoon? Well, I noticed there were some weird uh, designs and fine lines and twirling and pop-ups, and it was just, it was kind of neat to look at. Well, there's a couple things going on. And one of those things uh, is called uh, streets. They call it streets on radar, where you get these little little wavy lines, mm-hmm. and and that is you get those from gravity waves. And gravity waves, they're becoming more popular now. I mean, they're not that uncommon, but they're really interesting to look they at. They were really right? unpopular in the seventies. The gravity waves. Well, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know a weather term could be popular. I guess. Well. <laughs> 
I guess. Hey, weather terms derive from anything, you know. You have more weather people now, more weather enthusiasts, so, you know, those terms get tossed around a little more. Exactly. Than back in the day. And what was that thing you talked about last week, the the polar coaster? It's the polar coaster. (laughs) I'm sorry, that's just funny. I think that's funny, the polar coaster. And to be blatantly honest with you, I have never heard anyone talk about that. No. Oh, well. You were the first one. But you've you've heard it out and you need to uh, <laughs> people talking about invest it. Invest more time in social media. Well, the only time I invest in social Instead media Instead of that disc golf stuff. Well, but again, my social media is getting the weather information out to people on Stormdar Weather. I okay. don't I don't have I, mean, I, th- I think we have an Instagram account, don't we? But I don't. Uh, you don't. I mean, well, I have a we, personal one, but do we have one? I don't know. I don't know. Twitter, we do, but now, now the Twitter one is you set up for storms, uh, warnings, and stuff, yeah. right? It has watches and warnings, and that's it. Yeah, and Instagram's just Instagram's just too much. I mean, I, it's too more. It's too social. It's just pictures, and you can't post links on Instagram. Did you know that? You can't? Can't post links on Instagram. Uh, the, the, the only reason I do Instagram. I heard that yesterday. I wouldn't know that myself. I'd have to ask my kids. I don't I do not do the Instagram too much. I will oh. every now and then. I did post the Weather Nation video from, from Stormdar on there on my own account. And evidently my friends subscribed to me on there because I got a lot of likes on it. Oh, yeah. But... I'm just not a big Instagram guy, I guess. No, I I'm not either. See, I'm old. I'm older than than the main <laughs> the main uh, demographic for Instagram, evidently. Well, yeah, I mean, all the Hughes kids are on Instagram, no, and my, that's my the kids only reason. Are too. Well, I mean, yeah, and that's the only reason I follow is because because the the Hughes wives are like, oh my gosh, their their accounts are so funny. You got to join. It's like, all right, well, see, I, I people like, are liking yeah. my stuff, and then I see stuff on on the feed, and I don't know who it's from because it uses their their Instagram name, and it's like I don't know who that is because it's a weird name. Like, well, that's the thing too, because like like Nathaniel. Has two different accounts, and I'm like, how do you get two different accounts? You got the funny account, then you got your your personal account. I see. I don't understand the whole thing. And his funny account is really funny. I'm gonna <laughs> tell you. I'll show you some stuff from me. But anyway, that's the only reason I'm on Instagram is because the Hughes kids are like, oh, you gotta get on Instagram. You gotta do that. It's like I don't. I don't know. So I don't think Stormdar Weather would be a good Instagram. Not unless we had some Platform. awesome photography and we can post just just weather pictures on there or something like that. Yeah, but not well, not forecasting or warnings or anything like that. I don't know. No, I don't know. I I, I do like the, the 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 Twitter thing. I do like that because once the warnings come out, bam, they're there and they get to the people. They right. can get it. I like that. Um, for me personally, I uh, love the Facebook page, and I love our website stormdarweather.com and if you guys haven't been there go there um it's got stuff you're always tweaking it i mean every time i talk to you it's like i'm working on the website so so what have you been doing this past week that's new on the website well i'm working on some stuff to add a little more i'm i'm gonna start writing more blogs oh good people like that yeah it gives us a lot of hits from our Facebook page when we post them on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to get some more blogs uh, set up. And I like to do a little bit of a personal thing maybe with you mm-hmm. on there. Not That has really nothing to do with with weather. But mm-hmm. maybe Corey and Randy's Corner or something, something that's different. Oh, maybe, okay. maybe it would be us on the disc golf course or something like that. Oh, that would be fun. Or a day in the life of, of, of Randy Luna. Right. And I follow you around all day and, you know, whatever. I don't know. Something fun. Something fun that the people would like, you know? So they can get to know us better. Right. Than what, yeah, because all they know us is like the Stormdrow Weather guys. That's it all they know. a little personality beyond weather, you know? You know what I think would be fun? I don't. I think that we should, at some point, have an event, a Stormdar Weather Disc Golf event. Well, I've always wanted to get together with people in the park, maybe bring a like a 
get together. People can bring a picnic lunch and get to know each other, and we can do disc golf or whatever we want to do. You know? Yeah, because I mean, because since I've said that and been on the podcast and wrote it on the the, the site, we've had several people say that, that they're into disc golf, which is great. Brad, Brad's into disc golf. There was another guy. Oh, I have to go back to the site to see. Yeah, he said he was really into disc golf too. I'm like, well, cool. Well, there's people into it, and I'm sure. I mean, I'm I'm accruing some uh, some more discs. I, I found out that the professionals have like dozens of these oh, discs. Yeah, I'm, sure. I only have eleven so they far. They probably have a uh, a sponsorship of some sort. Uh, maybe, or they're just nerds, you know, <laughs> like could we are with weather. <laughs> so I don't know. That could be in the offing. Not in September, while we got the heat bubble mm. on. I no, I did it. No, I'm kind of I'm kind of done with getting it. I don't want to sweat anymore. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm loving this Everybody's exercise. Everybody's done. You, you, you're reading all these comments on Facebook from oh, my yeah. posts. And saying, it's September. <sighs> We're ready for fall. Ready for fall. Ready for fall. We need some rain. We need some rain. And we do. We do need some rain. Oh, we definitely do. And we got some of those afternoon poppers, like, popping up. But yeah. Which, I like going back to the radar, that was what was funny because they had the radar in clear air, clear air mode, mm-hmm. which is, like, one frame every, like, eight to ten minutes. Yeah. So I was looking at these poppers pop up and down. So I was texting you saying are these really poppers and realizing after that that the radar is only every you know six frames an hour well it, it was in clear air <laughs> and mode, then it was a, and know. then they popped it over to precipitation mode after a while which is what two to five something like that well it, it, it depends. made sense. it depends it depends but yeah no yeah it, it did make sense so i mean we and like you said the, we're getting to this lower to mid 90s uh that is enough to create, you know, some energy for these little poppers. So I, I, you know, I'm not knocking that the poppers are out of the question. I mean, I was definitely not suspecting them today, but the humidity was popped up a well, little bit. You texted me this morning or, you know, around noon saying, look at the clouds outside. You can tell. I mean, there's some... Oh, I was on my way to work. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I went looked outside and I looked in the southern sky and here's this tower. I'm like, uh, whoa. And I looked back to the east kind of northeast and there was a couple more like you know trying to get going i thought Corey, dude you need well, to i checked ecotops <laughs> on radar and and they were only topping out about seven to eight thousand feet but they were showing up right that's the thing so i thought you know we might have some and of course <laughs> those poppers were east of branson and they were west of branson that's the story of the summer right there isn't <laughs> it's it? just on either side of us again we got nothing we got shafted yeah. We got shafted again. We we got Bransoned. Bransoned. <laughs> I like that. Oh, gosh. Well, hey, you know what? Uh, let's move on to the tropics. You know why? Not really. It's exploding. We've got activity all over the place. Here, tell the people about the Atlantic while I <clears throat> get a drink. <laughs> the Atlantic. Well, you have a Category 1 hurricane out there, 90 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. That's sustained winds. I imagine the uh, the gusts are a lot higher into the 100s um, by now. Humberto, Humberto, Humberto. According Humberto. to our 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 uh, friends at Weather Nation, okay, the H is silent. I don't know. Humberto. It really depends on okay. which station you watch. I'm sure <laughs> that's true. But they were not saying the H at all. Okay. So, all right. Humberto. What is that? I think the last one, 645 miles west of Bermuda. Um, this afternoon, it was 670 miles west of Bermuda, so it's so going it's, east. It's, it, yeah, it is. Uh, the pressure had dropped, but the good thing is it's going all out. Kind of where Dorian went, actually. Uh, Dorian, I'm sure Dorian is still going over in the China Sea or something. <laughs> you know, It's the storm that won't quit. Uh, <laughs> But it it's going on, but uh, but it turned right just like Dorian did. It was headed to the United States, and so, eh, yeah, yeah, not going to do it. Just uh, west of the Bahamas went. Mm, what what did uh, one of the shows I watched <laughs> like said? This, Dorian went over to Florida, looked at Florida, went mm, no, yeah. <laughs> and just and that's kind of what Umberto 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 did. Uh, but we've got another. I mean, the the tropics are loaded. The Atlantic, we got uh, another area that is uh, about 1,200 miles east of the Lesser Antilles. It's 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 ripe. We're gonna be watching that one a lot because it's 
we think it's going to something's going to it's going to be a name storm. So what's the next one? It's H I I Imelda I think. Imelda. Imelda, yeah. Okay. Um Okay. Yeah. I, I don't. I, who knows? Yeah. I, I don't make these names. Imelda. Okay. So we're pretty certain Imelda is going to develop. I won't say Imagard mm. or Ermagard. No, that's an E. I don't know. And then finally, there's you know, and this little disturbance in the Gulf has kind of been there for a few days. Uh, it's well, just, they're watching it. Yeah. It. I don't think it's gonna. Really There's a low chance, but it's there. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's kind of disorganized, but I mean Galveston, Houston. Galveston. Yeah, I mean all these this whole coast of Texas, that thing is excuse me, has been sitting there and it's just pummeling rain. Rain and rain. I mean, hopefully there there won't be a lot of flooding out in Texas, but they're talking this you know this thing. I don't think this is gonna come up to us. Nah. I mean, I there was one channel I I forget what I was watching. They said, "Well, that could you know spell some precipitation for the Ozarks." I don't think that's that ain't gonna. That's no. It's wishful thinking. I, yeah, exactly. I don't. I think that's wishful thinking. That's it's not. Nah, I would be very surprised. They would do some. Wonders for my avocado trees, though. Yeah, well, we need some of that water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that's all in the Atlantic. So let's move on to the Eastern Pacific, which we have yet a hurricane there, too. What is that? Hurricane uh, Kiko? Kiko. Kiko. A cat, too. 100 miles an hour, uh, moving west at 5. So it's just kind of mm. sitting there going, hey, look at this nice warm water. Uh, it's going to meander for a while, then weekend. Uh, another area, a few hundred miles south south east of Acapulco. Uh, that one looks promising to become something. Was it uh, five days, 90%? That Yeah. Eh. Uh, you know, when we look at the um, Storm Prediction Center, they have a little X's where they, they have these disturbances looking, and yellow is like, eh, maybe, you know, might, probably won't, but we're watching it. And then the orange is like, hmm, that's a 50-50. And then you have the red, which is like, we are watching this one. And by Storm Prediction Center, you mean National Hurricane Center. I mean the National Hurricane Center. <laughs> you, you know what? I'm going to have to listen to the weather school because this weather school is all the branches of NOAA, and there are How helpful that dozens. would be. I know. I'm going to have to actually pay attention to this weather school. Yes, the Hurricane Center. You are correct. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, that one's a 90 percentile. Another one is uh, a disturbance is 650 miles south southwest of Manzanillo, Texas. Mexico. Mexico. Oh, I couldn't read it. I saw an X. I went Texas. <laughs> I can't see. I don't have my glasses on. But that one is another, you know, 90 percent. They're going to they, they think yeah. that's going to happen. Uh, so it's, things are churning down there. And another week disturbance that uh, says just west of Central America. And eh, it's a yellow X, so it's like 30%. And did you see the Central Pacific? I did not. It's really cool. <laughs> if you say, if you look at Hawaii, and then if you go south, there's three little disturbances just lined up. Wow. Yeah, I should have posted that. Uh, uh, Larry, Moe, and Curly. It's down there. <laughs> cool. Uh, but they're all yellow, and they're like maybe a 20% chance that they might do something. So they're not really going to do anything. Uh, but the tropics. Now, was it last week or the week before? I can't remember on the tropics. It just bubbled down, and there wasn't hardly anything. Yeah. Was it last week? I can't remember. Well, two weeks ago, you know, you had Dorian, and you had not, not Georgette. What was it? The, uh, there was a G in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you had yeah. four named storms out there two weeks ago, and then that last week. Last week was hardly anything. Much. It just bubbled down. Yeah, and then this week, it's like, bam. So we're in the second full week. No, are we in the second full week of? No, we're in the third full week of September. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, yeah, second week is the peak time. And now, and you know, and if we still have these high pressure that's giving us 90 degrees and keeping the south and those those waters Ripe. Well, the, the entire be. year has been off by a few weeks. Remember, storm season got here late. Right, that's Spring right. Got here, I mean, everything got here late. So. Mm -hmm. It's just nuts. The weather is going crazy. Mm. That's why I look at it. So, yeah. So, we'll we'll see. 
I mean, Hawaii, we will say that Hawaii is not in any danger. Uh, Hurricane Kiko in the eastern Pacific is kind of headed that way, but it's not moving fast and it's not going to hang on. So uh, Hawaii won't have any, um, shouldn't have any effects from it. It's just going to dissipate. But there's a couple more down there and that's going on. So they're churning and we are watching. So, okay, I think I need to put my listening ears on and listen to the Stormdar Weather School, which is about the branches of NOAA. So let's let's get to that. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormdar Weather School. The NHC is tracking a storm near land. The SPC and the WPC are now getting involved too. Huh? The National Weather Service is where we get most of our weather information. But they are only a portion of a much larger enterprise, NOAA. NOAA, or the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, is an American scientific agency within the United States Department of Commerce that focuses on conditions of the oceans, major waterways, and the atmosphere. The organization warns of dangerous weather, charts seas, guides the use of protection of ocean and coastal resources, and conducts research to provide understanding and improve stewardship of the environment. NOAA was officially formed in 1970 and in 2017 had over 11,000 civilian employees. Its research and operations are further supported by 321 uniformed service members who make up the NOAA-commissioned Corps. So let's take a look at some of the many branches of NOAA. The one we are all familiar with, the National Weather Service. The NWS is tasked with providing weather, hydrologic, and climate forecasts and warnings for the United States, its territories, adjacent waters and ocean areas for the protection of life and property and the enhancement of the national economy. This is done through a collection of national and regional centers, 13 river forecast centers, and more than 120 local weather service offices. The National Weather Service is responsible for issuing weather and river forecasts, advisories, watches, and warnings on a daily basis. They issue more than 734,000 weather forecasts, 850 river forecasts, and more than 45,000 severe weather warnings annually. Some of the branches under the National Weather Service umbrella are the Weather Prediction Center, formerly known as the Hydrometeorological Prediction Center, it serves as a center for quantitative precipitation forecasting or rainfall amounts, medium range forecasting from three to eight days, and the interpretation of numerical weather model predictions. The National Hurricane Center is responsible for tracking and predicting weather systems within the tropics in the Atlantic and the eastern Pacific Oceans. The agency is situated on the campus of Florida International University in University Park, Florida. They take data from reconnaissance aircraft that fly into storms and track the progression of tropical cyclones. The Storm Prediction Center. This agency monitors the contiguous U.S. and is responsible for severe weather situations. They are the ones who issue severe thunderstorm watches and tornado watches. The local National Weather Service forecast offices are the ones who issue the warnings. Next is the Climate Prediction Center, or CPC. Their job is to offer predictions of climate variability and real-time monitoring of global climate. 
Applications include the mitigation of weather-related natural disasters and uses for social and economic good in agriculture, energy, transportation, water resources, and health. And we have the Space Weather Prediction Center. This branch provides space weather alerts and warnings for disturbances that can affect people and equipment working in space and on Earth. Now, all of these departments I just mentioned are under the control of the National Weather Service, which is under the control of NOAA. <laughs> now, here are some other branches of the parent organization of NOAA. The National Environmental Satellite Data and Information Service, or NESDIS. This department was created by NOAA to operate and manage the U.S. environmental satellite programs and manage National Weather Service data and those of other government agencies and departments. The National Ocean Service, or NOS, focuses on ensuring that ocean and coastal areas are safe, healthy, and productive. NOS scientists Natural resource managers and specialists serve America by ensuring safe and efficient marine transportation, promoting innovative solutions to protect coastal communities, and conserving marine and coastal places. The National Marine Fisheries Service, also known as NOAA Fisheries, was initiated in 1871 with the primary goal of the research, protection, management, and restoration of commercial and recreational fisheries and their habitat. The Office of Marine and Aviation Operations is responsible for the fleet of NOAA ships, aircraft, and diving operations. It has the largest research fleet of the federal government. Its personnel are made up of civilians and the NOAA Commissioned Corps. The National Integrated Drought Information System is a program within NOAA with an intra-agency mandate to coordinate and integrate drought research, building upon existing federal, tribal, state, and local partnerships in support of creating a National Drought Early Warning Information System. These are just some of the branches of NOAA, and honestly, there are way too many to mention in this weather school. Just know that the entire NOAA organization is a highly complex group of scientific-based agencies that are keeping the planet and the people safe. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com, and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. Okay, National Weather Service, Storm Prediction Center, National Severe Storms Laboratory. Uh, is that all? No, I don't like think it's the National Severe Storms Labor Laboratory. 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 It's laboratory, and then National Hurricane Center, and then you got the Weather Prediction Center, then you got the climate. There's so many, and I keep screwing them up, so I don't know. <laughs> It, do they have the National Severe Storms Laboratory anymore? You know, I always heard that changed its name and became the Storm Prediction Center. But so I thought they were both of them. But I do believe it still exists in some capacity. Mm -hmm. I don't know that it's, see, back in the day, before the Storm Prediction Center, it was located in Kansas City. Right. Now, I remember that. But then we I don't think there's anything in Kansas City anymore, is there? No. No, no. But I do believe that there is an NSSL in some capacity. It's not like it used to be. It, it's got to be under the umbrella of the Storm Prediction Center. Well, it's got to. Yeah. I mean, because everything, because I remember we had like the Storm Prediction Center in Norman. Then we when had, did the Storm Prediction Center start up about? Late 90s? Eh, probably. It's probably in the weather school. Well, let's, I, I reference the, uh, this is a meteorological guide to to uh, terms, and it's called the movie Twister. And uh, in the movie Twister, they reference several times the NSSL. Yes. They never say the Storm Prediction Center ever. And I don't know about you, but Twister is my go-to uh, media for weather references. It's always correct, everything about that movie. So <laughs> anyway. Wah, wah, anyway. Wah, wait a minute. Wait. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. 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 <laughs> I got that. But I, if there was a Storm Prediction Center, I do believe that they would have referenced it instead of in SSL. And then, and then Probably. Movie Twister came out in 1997. So Storm Prediction Center has to come right after that. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm uncertain if they were two separate entities before, or if they were... The meteorologist of my past always said, the Storm Prediction Center moved to Norman from Kansas City. And Kansas City, it was called NSSL, the National Severe Storms Laboratory. Moved to Norman, became Storm Prediction Center. Okay. I think there was a, uh, a little branch out that kept the NSSL name. Not in Kansas City. I have no idea where it is or what they do. That's what I'm thinking. Exactly. It's just like it's like under the umbrella of something. That's something we need to do a little research on. You know. You know what? And I think if we actually really listened to the to the weather school, we probably would have answered that question. <laughs> I don't. Re- I don't remember. I mean, everybody knows. I I pre-record these weather schools, and this one was what? from way. I know. This one was from way back. So maybe I literally need to go and listen to this one again. <laughs> yeah, NSS, NSSL, NSEP. Uh, there's so many. I, I mean, some of those. SPC is easier to say than NSSL. Yeah. NSSL sense. But, yeah. But, but it was cool back in the 90s to say NSSL. Yeah. NSSL says, says blah, 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 blah. Now, did they. Issue watches out of the NSSL back in the nineties. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think know. so. Well, that's a laboratory, so I don't think. I don't well, think I they know, did. but who issued watches back then? Got me scratching. Hmm. hmm. Okay. Okay. So let's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I will go listen to that. But uh, yeah, well, I think we need to probably move on to the next segment uh which is this week in weather history so Corey, what you got well ye- uh yesterday september 15th uh 30 years ago on september 15th hurricane hugo was reaching peak intensity in the central atlantic do you remember hurricane hugo mm-hmm. i'm trying to think when that how old I was. I was about... Oh, God, no. 13 so, years old, 12 years old. I was in my 20s. I'm I sure. remember that name. Yeah. Um, it was Category 5 storm with winds near 160, so it's a low-end Category 5. If Yeah. If there is a low-end, if you could call a Category 5 low-end. Exactly. End. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it... Uh, Moved west northwest over the northern Leeward Islands, and this is the 30th anniversary. And it in, eventually ended up hitting or making landfall, or it went right over, right south of An- Antigua. Is that how you pronounce it? Antigua, yeah. It, it, yeah. Guadalupe. It wiped out part of Guadalupe. Ooh. So there was a. Sorry, my phone just Okay, there's a there's a couple of technology yeah, different so. references here. We're gonna compare two hurricanes that happened on nearly the same day in different years. Okay. And one of them is Hurricane Hugo in nineteen eighty nine. Eighty nine, all right. In South Carolina. Well, this is another South Carolina hurricane that happened in seventeen fifty two. What? Seventeen fifty seventeen how fifty-two? How? how can they do that? Aliens? Oh well. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> the seventeen fifty-two <gasps> hurricane was very likely a Category Four storm at landfall. Hurricane Hugo was also a Category Four storm at, at landfall with estimated winds of one hundred and forty miles an hour. The minimum central pressure of Hurricane Hugo was nine hundred thirty-four millibars. Yeah, it's pretty low. Now we don't know that for the 752 storm. No, no. But we do know that landfall occurred at Adisto Island around 6 a.m. on September 15th, 
25 years before we became a country. Yeah, see, I'm, I, I, I don't know. Storm surge uh, in 1752, up to 18 feet in the Charleston area. See, there were cities back then in, you know, the colonies and all that. They knew what they were doing. Uh, 18 feet storm surge in Charleston. Very likely not the maximum area. They think it got a little deeper than that in some parts. Where are you finding this information? This is the, uh, I don't know. <laughs> this sounds really kind of suspicious in to me. In 1752, <laughs> I know, the okay. eye tracked west of Charleston, moving through eastern North Carolina and Virginia and off the coast south of New Jersey as a tropical storm. The radius of hurricane force winds was 55 to 65 miles. There are no specific reliable numbers of deaths available, but likely at least a few hundred in South Carolina. And they call the, 700, the 1752 hurricane, you know what they call it? A drought buster. They were having a drought, and that busted the drought. Are you sure that's not 1952? It's 1752. That's a long time ago. Yeah, well, we're going to move to uh, Hugo in 1989. That's a long okay. time ago, too. Well, man. Hey. Sixth grade for me. I graduated in 81. Oh. Uh, it, it made landfall on Sullivan's Island around midnight on September 22nd. The storm surged up to 20 feet north of Charleston. Wow. Track northeast. It was still a strong tropical storm when it passed over Charlotte, North Carolina. The radius of hurricane force winds was 95, and it estimated about 35 deaths right in South Carolina. So it, they basically went the same interesting path. Kind of like Umberto and Dorian are doing. It's kind of like that same well, they just in the cove. They just did a U-turn. Right. These hit South Carolina. And, and evidently... That's pretty amazing. Category fours in South Carolina, they don't happen that often. They don't? It's a straight, yeah, a straight right. landfall. Yeah, just right. Because usually, the, the especially in the past couple of years, I mean, what was it? Uh, Maria and... What, Maria. What's the other one? Yeah, but the other one, I, Irma? Or what? Irma, yeah. They, they, just, they went to Florida and then right up. They went right up well, in Florida. That's what they most of them do. Yeah. Well. Well. Like Dorian and Umberto kind of did that kind of same thing, but it was just a little bit north, and they just decided not to go on land. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious, like Hugo and the 1752 drought buster hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a I mean, drought you never buster. Heard of this drought of 1752, and you're a weather enthusiast. Come I on. well, well, no, I started it at like 1790. Oh, so yeah. this is quite a bit. Uh, before That's understandable. That. Yeah, I can't retain the whole. You, always, you, you know, you always hear about the records going back certain years. Well, it's not 1752. It's <laughs> no, like no. 1950 <laughs> or whatever. You know. Well, see, was that that? That's why when you were. You know, people can't see us because it's a podcast, but you're reading that to me, and I've got my well, eyes caught going, you this. you know. Let me tell you this. Okay, tell me this. Thomas Jefferson and those before him, the founding fathers of the nation, including Benjamin Franklin, were weather enthusiasts just like you and I. And they took records on them, them themselves. Really? Yeah. Okay. Actually, you can read entire books on on their weather and their records that they took. See, that would be cool. I would I would get that book. Yeah. And so huh. I think some of these records come from that group of people. Okay. So, yeah. Interesting. Benjamin Franklin was well known for his record keeping. Well, I mean, he was like a weather guy because he had did the key Absolutely. and the yeah. and, you know, lightning and all that so kind of stuff. So they say. Yeah, so if they say. If he was a real weather guy, would he be would he be doing that? I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't. He's on what the the 50 or the 100? 100. He's on the 100. Well, so he see he's that important. If you get on a $100 bill, you are important. And not a president. And not a, exactly, and not a president. Wow, I think you've just really enlightened us on the, the, the weekend weather history. I try. Yes. So, <laughs> in that vein, let's go on to the next segment, which is... It's the weather word of the week. And this week's Stormdar weather, weather word of the week is... Hydrosphere. 
We like the hydrosphere. I rode that at the county fair last year. It Did was great. you? You get a little wet. Wow. A little sick to the stomach, too. Yeah, I, I don't, don't like the hydrosphere. I don't like the spin. Ew. No, I don't think so. <laughs> hey, so, hydrosphere, hydrosphere <laughs> is the combined mass of all solid, liquid, and gaseous forms of water found on, beneath, or above the surface of the Earth, including all oceans, lakes, streams, groundwater, atmospheric water vapor, snow, ice caps, and glaciers. So basically, anything that has to do with water, frozen or what is a vapor in there? Anything. Anything with water is the hydrosphere, which that's basically the entire Earth. I, well, yeah, and I was going to say that's like the Earth is the hydrosphere, but then the atmosphere is kind of the hydrosphere because you got water coming out of the there, and then but, and there's a hydrosphere on one of Jupiter's moons. Was it Io who has like water on it? So I'm getting yeah, into space weather now. Possibly Mars. You know, they are discovering a lot of different things out there in the ethers that actually have the potential to have water on them now. So they can right. be hydro hydro whatevers. I think that's I think that's kind of cool, actually. <laughs> I don't know. Well, anyway, hydrosphere, another one. And if anybody uh, has any interest or whatever, I have spreadsheets and records of every single weather school and weather word of the week in my archive here on my hard drive. Wow. It it fascinates me, but I'm just one of these weird people that I just like keeping records. We also have weather school on our website. Yes, and we added a couple on there. And I, you know, I really need to redo the radar thing. I keep saying that. I, I look at it and I want to replay it. But when I recorded that, it was before all these new advances. Really? Uh, yeah. So I it's mean, been a while. Oh, it, oh, it is definitely been almost two years. It's yeah. been so. It's and even in two years. Uh, so I really need to. I really need to record that one again. So, well, don't you wish you had your pool, Corey? You know, you can. In your, it was a lot of work. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I keep my air conditioning down there, though. Yeah? Pretty low. My wife hates it. Well, we're guys, though. We like it colder. I can't sleep, you know, when it's warm. I can't sweat no. at night and sleep comfortably. Well, here and here I am getting all, you know, exercise and athletic. I yeah. found myself now that my house... It's like two to three degrees. I have the thermostat two to three degrees lower than it is, so it's mm-hmm. colder because everybody that would come over would complain. It's like, your house is warm. Well, I didn't do anything except you have, sit. You have an attic fan, right? I do have an attic fan. Uh, I'm ready to start using mine once that temperature turns a little cooler. Oh, gosh, yes. I, I mean, my wife says, and I'll run that all night sometimes, and it's yeah. Like, how do you save money running that huge attic fan compared to the air conditioner? But you sure do. It sure does save money. Oh, the attic fan doesn't take anything no. to turn. It's it, it's just a little bitty motor. It's it, it, it's loud because, I mean, depending on what windows you have, I mean, it's sucking in all that well, air. Well, yeah. And, well, that's what makes me sleep. That's what I, I like the, the hum of the attic fan. Oh. See, I have low-grade tinnitus, so I have like a little air cleaner uh-huh. that I turn on, and not to clean the air, but just to the, you know, just kind of, it's like, ah, and nice. Yeah, I, I really like that. And I don't, we talked about this before, but attic fan, nah, because attic fan gives me a, or a fan on me while I'm sleeping gives me a terrible sore throat yeah. the next morning. I'm used to it now. Uh, well, I think we're kind of starting to go off the rails, but uh, anyway, tropics are active. Pattern change. Watch our site because we are uh, keeping an eye on this. The mo- other models are starting to pick up on the prospect that we could get some cooler weather again it's not normal gonna be, weather yeah it's not gonna be dramatic um yeah i don't want people to think they're gonna be wearing jackets or anything like that no 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 it's, and it's not a master blaster no Ooh, i like the master blaster so so that that i'm sure we we're going to get those but usually those are those are in october at least. I mean, the master blaster is coming in. And and you know what happens in Branson in the end of October? Christmas. Christmas. I know. Isn't that crazy? I mean, we are six... so busy. Can't even... Yeah, I, I, I'm not that busy yet. I did I did get the, the, the word from my employer, the Hughes brothers, that they are thinking about changing a few things. So my... 
my arranging and my work is going to increase here in the next mm. couple of weeks. And that I'm, means we're going to get storms too. Well, yeah. Anytime I have to work or do something, we get storms. So that means yeah. you have to cover the site right. and everything. Right. <laughs> and you Every do time. so well at that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's the whole thing. Well, you got anything else before we wrap this up? I think we covered everything and more today. And more, especially yeah. the tropics. That's just nuts. But I was thinking, let's, 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 let's extend this a little bit more. Okay, we got time. I was thinking about hydrology in, in, in the Ozarks. See, I went to the uh, Dewey Short Center oh, yeah. on Saturday with the kids. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of stuff about the floods and the hydrology. How, the... Uh, the entire uh, water basin of the White River is on the wall, and it's very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I was thinking about uh, aquifers mm-hmm. underneath. Are there any aquifers right underneath us? I know there is in Oklahoma, where I'm from. We had the Ruby Dew, and mm-hmm. a lot of people got their water out of the Ruby Dew. I, I think I would be interested in having. There's a. Uh, expert on all that at the Springfield National Weather Service. I think her name was Megan. Is that her name? Oh, Megan Terry. I would love to have her on the podcast. I oh, think I'll have be to interested. do it. Inter- st- very interesting because I would like to, I, I'm very interested in hydrology and, and water in general. We were talking a lot about the water tonight, uh, in the weather word of the week. Mm-hmm. I just find that interesting. Very interesting on how it all works and, 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 and what there is that I do not know. I'm sure she has, she'd be a ton, tons of information she would have. I'm yeah, sure. and I don't know anything about it. Yeah. I know where Fellas Lake is. I know where Tane and Como is. I know where Table Rock is. But yeah, I, I know there's aquifers around here. But no, I've been meaning to have her. I have her contact information. Maybe we should do that in the next couple of weeks. We should, we should try and see what she says. Maybe if, if she's in Branson, we'll just. Come go. down and have her Absolutely. do the whole podcast with, with Megan Terry. So I don't know if I'm sure the National Weather Service doesn't listen to our podcast. I know they follow our page. Right. But if they do, Megan, hey, we'd love to have you on the podcast. So let's go from there. Well, good. I'm glad you said that because I do have her contact information. And Mike, cool. Mike Griffin, our meteorologist friend mm-hmm. who moved away from here. Dang it. But he's in Cleveland having a great time being lead lead forecaster up there. Uh, maybe we'll have him back on the podcast. We didn't. I was hoping to have him in August, and he was out doing some stuff, and it's like, dang it. So uh, he will be back at some point. Yeah. We'll have him. All right. I think we need to wrap this thing Let's up. Let's do it. Okay. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. Podcast.